Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. It's five past six. Thanks, as always, to Morris O'Connor for the last hour of Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today, of course, is on here between five and six each weekday evening on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Bear Scott, how are you? Good, Jim. Good. The, Premi- the Premier we're League is running. back. We're, we're up, up and running. running. Mm. Yeah, some things never change. United are oh, still muck. Uh, <laughs> you said it through. <laughs> we'll talk about that later on. Queef, Chelsea are not, not as muck, muck. Not yeah. as muck as they were last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Based on one game, anyway. Yeah. Based on one game. We'll be looking back at all that stuff later on in the programme. As always, our text number is 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. If you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to us here on the programme, that text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. Now, we normally, as always, the first part of the programme, we, we concentrate on the local stuff. The local stuff is not too far away from starting up. The Mar Shield, hopefully, will start will begin on Sunday week. All going well with the leagues, then starting the following Sunday. But yesterday, locally, there was a kind of a big story uh, broke out, shall we say. And uh, it went a bit viral yesterday, so it... And uh, I got a good few texts and messages about it today, um, wanting to know the story about it. So we, we have to cover it. Now, look, just to stay in advance, it involves my own club, Fort Rangers. Everyone that knows me and most people in soccer and Kilkenny know I've been a member of Fort Rangers for a long, long time. I've been the secretary, manager, player, different rep, different parts for 33 years nearly now. So it's not fair for me to, to, to comment on this. I sit here on a Tuesday night neutral. We, we, we're involved with, you know, we, we support every club equally. We support all the league and everyone equally. So best to come on is my colleague, but the chairman of Fort Rangers. I will admit a good friend of mine, but he, he is here to represent the Fort, just to give people an idea of what went on yesterday from the Fort Rangers point of view. So it is the chairman, Jack Fitzpatrick. How are you, Jack? Not so bad, Jim. Well, Kevin, Bear, how are you going? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Look at, you know, uh, you know, it, it, something happened, a few bits and pieces happened over the weekend that went mental on, on Facebook and, and, and social media yesterday, Jack. So look at, just explain to the, the, the viewers for a few minutes what, what went on. Right, so just, uh, look, it's, it's, um, it has been a tough year for us last year. We've lost a good few players to emigration and the best of luck to them. We've, we've also lost a few going back to other clubs, which some some of the players didn't have their clubs in Ballingarry and that, so went back to that, and you can't blame them, they stayed local. So it left us with a, a gaping hole, and this year coming out is our most important year, it's our 50th year, but we had great plans, we still will have great plans, but hopefully we will be able to have it with a a junior team. Now, because of the, the forum mentioned, look, we we were in a big positive situation where we had thanks thank God to the Dunn family in in uh, Churchill provided us last year with a, a home pitch, and things were looking up. And with various grants and that, we did our dressing rooms. We got our new industrial moor storage sheds. Our sponsors then, mostly local, we stuck with them, have agreed to advertise with us and bring in a bit of sponsorship there. 
and we were able to train last year thanks to Dane's Ford GA for their Astra training facility which was a big asset to us as well but unfortunately because of the loss of players um, we knew that it was going to be a struggle ahead so we emailed the Kilkenny District League in detail outlining the, the our plight and we've lost, lost about a dozen players as you know Jim since last year the beginning of last year for various different reasons so we asked the Kilkenny District League to um, give us a chance to rebuild and regrade us back to Division 1 and give us a chance to compete in our 50th year at a lower level now a lot of our players would they tell you themselves Premier Division soccer firm would be a step beyond so this was a simple question we asked could we be regraded down so on Friday even last we got a verbal reply that it was refused so I called a meeting emergency committee meeting for the weekend and look we had to go through it with all that we, we ordered to the other committee our supporters, our players who are in limbo um, we owed to them to do our best we could to keep the thing afloat so we informed the, the district league by email of our disappointment with their decision and left us with no choice but to withdraw from the league and that's only fair to our players. Um, so that was where we left it. We were waiting for a reply. Because we did, we, they were asked to, re, would, it be, would it be possible for them to reconsider in that email at the weekend? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. they did, yeah. 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 So we did give them a chance to reply and we had decided at the meeting as well that if we didn't get a reply to stop all the speculation and, and just like... The, people, the sponsors especially who are uh, we have signs ready to go up on the pitch and that and we just had to clear things up for them and and as I said our players but the questions were starting to arise what's the story fourth or gone fourth or not gone what's happening so we um, we had decided that if we hadn't got an answer we'd have to put it up on our Facebook page so we did after the 24 hours which we get we reckon was ample time to just give us an email back or so we didn't get one we put it up on Facebook and we apologised to everyone and we expressed our disappointment and um, then we got a response from the, the you, yourself Jim you got an email to say that um, they were going to have a meeting today to review the situation or to discuss now, to discuss the situation, shall we say? Yes, yes. So that's that's where we were left, and that's where we stand at the moment. Um, we do have some good quality players that um, we have a half dozen, maybe that will find no problem in getting a new home, as we call it. Um, but the the bottom line really is: look, we're a country club, country club. Struggle is a word we're well known to, we're well used to. Um, 
we've no major sponsor and we depend on our community to support us. So the most important thing for us, I think, and as a committee was, it's our 50th year this year. And like this is written in the history books of Fort Rangers whenever it comes. Look, our next one will be the 100th year. And I'm sure, Jim, you or me, and a few more lads definitely won't be around for oh, that one anyway. No, not, so. a, not a hope, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be doing well but, to uh, see next year for the 50th. <laughs> but look, in fairness, like, I know that the Kilkenny District League have decisions to make and everything, and, and look, it's not a, uh, a personal thing. It's, it's look, it's, the, the thing about it is, our junior team is decimated at the moment. And we simply asked for a bit of help and understanding to compete for next year. And, like, the request was refused. You know, so... Look at it, and in fairness... People, in, yeah, go on. Many people have passed through the club. When you look back on, on years and neighbours of my own here up the road there, and they're in their 60s and that, and they want to know what's going on. So that was really the... I met a couple of fellas that are long retired but were very staunch Fort Rangers lads and um, they they were inquiring what's the story so that was the basis behind we have to notify everybody that that's our situation so that's kind of you know we're and it'll be fair. Yeah, and it'll be fair to say, Jack, that the response and a lot of practically one hundred percent of all the messages that were posted, everything were were really supportive of Fort Rangers as a club. Uh, definitely, yeah. Now, all right, there might have been few obscenities in some of them, and. Yeah, and we and we certainly didn't court that, and any no, any no. any negative no. your personal stuff that was posted, or any bad language or whatever that was used. We like the, you said the truth. The only reason Fort Rangers went that route was just to let people, let everyone know what was happening. We, as, from our point of view, that we were had to pull out and letting our, our players, sponsors, supporters, everyone know it was the way to do it. Every club uses their social media as a as a as a method for getting information out. They do, and you look at the bigger clubs, even on a on a match days. They use their social media to promote the sponsors by today's matches sponsored by X, Y, Z and that. So, and we all have everything. We have our little lottos going and all. So we all, that, that is the way between revolution and get your messages on Facebook. It's so easy now. Like, I, I don't know, you could pick up a paper and you mightn't, <laughs> I don't know when. We, a paper was bought in our house anyway yeah. to see whether were there notes on it or anything like you know so. yeah. but um, no look it's it's our major year for us it's not we, we couldn't sit back or I couldn't sit back as chairman and have it on my head that uh, we didn't try and I think we've we've done our best and whatever the outcome is so be it but it's just it would be just very disappointing on soccer for us who, who we we had a good enough year last year I know we struggled to the end of it um, but that's you know it's, it's very disappointing it's, it's kind of when it starts to rain and someone takes the umbrella off you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, bear wants to have a... No, bear I, I was just saying, Jack, I, I certainly hope there is a solution reached on this. It's not an everyday 
situation like where these things happen but unfortunately they do happen and I think Jack has explained ah, yeah. <laughs> explained it very well and uh, you can see the problems there and I just I'd hate to see another team going out of summer. And look at Jack as you said in fairness to the the, 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 the committee you know and they've done a great job since they went in in January and overall and fair play to them and this is not personal against them this was just us explaining the position that we were in as a club you know and in fairness to them they've, they've said that they're going to have a meeting today and, and, and discuss it again so all we can do is wait and see what the outcome of that is isn't it? Yeah well look I mean in fairness without mentioning any names or anything like the lads on that committee we know them and there are some of the bunches they get individually yeah. but like I don't know where they get this, where the decision has come out of, like, to try and promote soccer. Look, we battled. You take James Ford, Shamrock's Ballahale, and you take seven of the starting, we were taking seven of our starting 11. So it's two thirds. You take 10 out of the starting 15, or nine, whatever, 10 out of. Bala Hale or James Ford in the GA or take him out to Kenny Rugby on the starting team. You're, it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, sure, look at. Thanks for coming on to explain the situation. I thought it was best that the chairman of the club did it, and you've done it, and you've done it very well, and with respect. And uh, all going well over the next 24 hours, there might be some light at the end of the tunnel, Jack. Yeah, well, as I said, look, it's not, we're not, we're a community based club, and we're not out to, to damage anyone or, or fall out with anyone. Look, the lads are sound. We know them all. We're going to meet them on the street day in, day out, and that. And it's not in directed personal. It's just, I think, as a group, maybe they might have a look at it and look at our like our part of history, and help us let that little part of history happen. Fair play. And just to know it will still happen because we will have an under-17 team and we are rebuilding this year and we, at the moment we're going on six, sevens and eights and we have, over the last week, we have 15 to 20 youngsters coming back to join the club. So, where Fort Rangers won't be gone, they'll still be there. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. Fair play to you, Jack. I'll, uh, I'll probably talk to you later on, all right? <laughs> okay, dog. Thanks all a right. million. Thanks a million, Jack. Fair play Thank to you. you. All right, talk all to right. you soon, right? Look, at, it was a big story over the last 48 hours in Kilkenny football it just happened to directly involve my club so I had to yeah. sit I had to sit neutral here tonight because when I sit here in the studio I'm not a Fort Rangers man I'm just a presenter for community radio and that's the way it is you know but I would just like to say that you know we got a really p- massive response from the soccer people of Kilkenny and you know as a club and as a committee we have 12 or 13 people in the committee we had to show a united front and that's what we did mm. and uh, look at and we with whatever the league d- decide you know I'll still be here next Tuesday night and hopefully Miller will be here we'll be talking to Gary Maher Stevie Call all the boys sound men 100% men soccer men who have nothing but soccer in their mm. as, as a priority in their lives and uh, I and we respect that alright look at that's it we'll take a break when we come back we'll have a look at uh, the, across the sea at the Premier League and some mad transfer stuff that has happened since we were here last Tuesday night TRP your one stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM 
Stephanie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. As always, our text number, if you want to contribute to the programme, is 86 That text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com at Clune Tech Company. Right, lads, we have lots to do between, between now and 7 o'clock. A couple of transfers before we look at the results from last weekend. Cueve, what's the name of this guy you're after buying off of Brighton? <laughs> Moises Caicedo. Moises Caicedo. Robert, tell you one thing, but you'll have to hand it to Brighton. They paid 3.6 million from this for this guy two years ago, and they're after selling them for 115 million. That's what you call business. Now, that's what you call business. <laughs> I think the, I said it here before yeah, on numerous yeah, yeah. occasions that the Brighton chief scout or the head of whatever yeah. is the man that all these big clubs should be buying. But lads, the, the money is mental. But Cueve, quickly, on this financial fair play, I think the fact that he has signed us an eight or nine year contract. There's something because everyone is asking the question: How are Chelsea spending all this money and still not being hammered by the financial fair play? Yeah, so I was looking at this because yeah, like I said, there's a lot of people talking about it. A lot of them are coming in on they're called amortization contracts. So they're they're on this eight eight year deal. Mudrick was eight and a half years. All this. So the the, the, the payments. So right, 115 million. That's what we see, and we're saying that's a huge amount of money for Chelsea. It's been spread out. That cost has been spread out over that eight-year contract. He's actually got a, an option of a tw- an, an added 12 months as well if he wants it. So it works out about 23 million. On the on the books in Chelsea, in their yeah. accountancy, it says 23 or so million is what it's going to cost him this year. So then to balance it, like we've sold Mason Mount, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who were academy players, that's 75, 80 million of pure profit. Right, that's okay. how it's all balanced. Now, while it, while it might look like right Chelsea, since Bowley has come in, has spent 900 million when you break it down with these eight-year contracts, seven-year contracts, I've seen, I was looking up, um, coming from, this is from The Athletic, they've worked it out at around uh, 157.2 million is the actual cost per year. So it's not, you know, it, it, but it's all, all you know, balances out, or trying to balance it out is the thing. How much did Park United's, what was Park United's <laughs> biggest ever transfer? Oh, oh, I wouldn't like to go into that. Two pints of Guinness and a bag <laughs> of tails. under the counter. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look at, and Brighton have lost this guy, and they've also lost um, the, the, the Argentinian guy that won the World Cup. McAllister, yeah. Cap yeah. McAllister, so, yeah. like, for a team that done so well last season, you'd imagine like that's a right blow to, to, to Brighton's chances, but they started off at the weekend quite well, so, but other transfers, lads, quickly, there's loads of them James Ward-Prowse from um, South from Hampton. Southampton to West Ham, it's good business for West Ham, Dude, a yeah. good well-established Premier League player with pedigree great dead ball specialist, good business for West Ham, yeah? Yeah you know. we'll, we'll wait and see and, and just <laughs> there's lots of them lads, but there's one mental one that was only actually confirmed just as we were coming on air Neymar that wonderful individual that is Neymar has <laughs> gone to Saudi Arabia and he's going to be earning uh, 260 million a year or something yeah, on top, of all, the, the on top of all the circus, yeah. So, uh, and I, I quickly, uh, he's gone to a team and Riyad Mahrez, Roberto Firmino, uh, Mendy from Chelsea, and uh, Alan San Maximum from Leeds are all gone there as well. So, but the reporting as well on it, like it, sport. it includes four hundred and thirty million pounds for every Instagram post he shares promoting the team. He's been given a house with housekeepers and staff. 
£70,000 per win just for the team and a private plane for himself to travel and, and wherever he And this is all for kicking a football. All for kicking, all for kicking a football, huh? Hard to believe. Hard to believe in all of them that you kick better. And I uh, think I was working for 49 <laughs> hours a week for two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, quickly, Roberto Mancini is rumoured to be on his way over to manage to Saudi Arabian national side, but he's only going to be getting 34 million a year, so I don't know how uh, he's going to survive on that. I hope there's a little an analogy over there for him, but other than that, they'll starve over there. Right, look, there's no point. The weekend, lads, Premier League started first game Friday night. Manchester City won 3-0 without coming out of first gear. Erling Haaland scored twice. They're going to be the team to beat again, Bear. They're, from what I saw over the weekend, they're certainly. Yeah. You know, and I, I wouldn't. I would you can't, like, it's hard to put. I mean, oh, based well, on it the. Is, based, after based. one game, and I always say, you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, over the next few months, you don't know. But I, I can't. I didn't see anything over the weekend that would frighten Manchester City. No. Quave. The only thing you will say is, and it was, I think it was um, Guardiola said today that. De Bruyne is going to be out between three and four months. Yeah, he's out for four months. Yeah, yeah. with the injury, that's that's going to be a big blow. I mean, look, Kovacic came on, played well for him, but I mean, the game was probably done. Was really, it was stage done. It anyway. done. It dusted. So that's that's going to make a big, big difference because as we saw mm-hmm. last season, how much himself and Haaland work well together. Uh, so it's it's maybe they'll dip back into the transfer window and and see can they get another midfielder in because. As good as Kovacic is, he's there's well there's there's no one on the level of Kevin De Bruyne. But you need a player if you want to play that way. Kovacic is not that style of player either. So yeah. may, maybe that's why they might go back in and see can they get a bit more of an attack. Yeah. In that's if they can scrape a few bob together to buy a lad, I suppose. <laughs> Into Saturday, Arsenal won two one against Forest. Made heavy weather of it. They Bar- did. They did. Oh, the, the best thing I can say, they got the result. But yeah. They, they're going to take a while as well to. Yeah. Come when up they have a few new players to gel, yeah. and Declan Rice being the highest profile of them, so like the, it's 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 his it like it's literally like. It, they're starting the project again at Arsenal you know they have to draw a line under last season Cueve and see can they see can they drive on now yeah and probably the team he had out probably wasn't their best 11 either I mean he, he started Thomas Partey and kind of a, as a right back you know they had so much the ball he was kind of able to play more in the midfield where he, where he liked uh, Inketia starting as well now played very well in, in the front three of himself and Martinelli and Saka but you'd imagine Jesus would be back so there is, you know, it's it's bedding these lads in. I mean, first game of the season, yeah. you get three points, take it and, and move on and keep going. Bournemouth and West Ham drew on all. <clears throat> no great shock there. I'm sure you had the X beside that bear uh, on I the Copa. I'm sure yeah. you had, yeah. <laughs> Brighton, I had a few wrong ones. Like. Brighton, as we said, have lost players. Lads. They're a brilliantly run club. They're a, an example to all mm. clubs, I think, Brighton. But they bet Luton 4-1. Comfortable win. Brighton are going to be okay despite losing the players uh, they lost. Um, and I can categorically predict here and now that Luton are going to come bottom of the league. Well, everyone I hope is, so. Yeah, they have no chance. <laughs> yeah, everyone no is saying it. Look, they haven't got the, the quality. But I mean, you're talking about the, who they... Well, it wasn't it good to see our man getting a goal yeah, as well? Yeah. Ewan Ferguson. Oh, it was. And he only came, Evan Ferguson, he only yeah. came on as a sub. Big, big season for, for, oh, for, for Evan yeah, Ferguson. Yeah. In, the business, in the business, well, Brighton had done, like, the, that Joe Pedro that they brought in from Watford. Yeah. He, he, he looks great. Another really young player as well. And that's more business. That's oh, yeah. whoever his scouts are. Yeah, <laughs> massive, massive. Um, Everton lost one nil at home to Fulham. They're in for a season of struggle, but they're they're going to be lucky because there might be just there might be three, you I, know, three teams know, worse. I than don't them. know if they're will, Jim. Uh, they're after having two or three tough years, and they have another one ahead of them. Now yeah. scoring goals, obviously. I the believe problem. I didn't see all the match, but they had a lot more shots than Fulham had, but they still couldn't get the ball in the net. Well, that's, and it's it's bad when the best player on the field is Alex Awobi. 
That's, yeah. that's, that's when it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, you know, it is, it, it, there's going to be a season of struggle. Oh, and, it is. You know, yeah. if you look at, if you look at um, Deutsch, you know, and he's used to, he spent his whole career in the, in the, in the trench, his managerial career more or less in the trenches, yeah, fighting relegation, you know what I mean? But with some of these Everton players, there's going to be a lot of hand-holding required to oh, drag him through the yeah. season, you know what I mean? Yeah. There really is, there really is. Um, Sheffield United lost 1-0 against Crystal Palace. Sheffield United lads are in for a season of struggle. They'll probably do better than Luton, but they haven't invested. There's a school of thought that says they're not even as strong as they were at the start of last season in the Championship. So it's a long season ahead for Sheffield United as well. Yeah, I think we'd all yeah, agree yeah. that. Last two of their best players. Like. Now everyone said, there's no way Newcastle can repeat last season. No way Newcastle are going to repeat last season. They've, they haven't spent the, the multi-millions that everybody assumed they would spend in this transfer window. They might still spend another few bob. Aston Villa were, you know, they're going to be they up really a team to watch this season. Ewan Iemere has a full pre-season ahead of them. They bought well. Everyone said Villa could be the dark horses. Newcastle stuffed them five-one, and Newcastle were very impressive lads. How are you? Your man Tonali looked fantastic when he came in. I mean, like Barnes, he's established Premier League player. Yeah, you see, but Tonali to hit the ground running like that. No, as I said last week, I think when Champions League comes calling, things will get harder. But again, as well as I said last week. It all depends on what happens the next couple of weeks in the transfer window. If they can get in three or three or four more lads to fill out the squad, yeah, it I might, might change I tell you, that. lads, I, they're, they're definitely... Like, from what I saw over the weekend, now I know you can't judge it on I one know, game, but all I we know. can do is, all yeah, we can do is yeah. acute... Like, we'll, every week here we'll be judging it as we yeah. see it. But they're definitely... Like, they're, they're, there's no way that the likes of United or Arsenal or Chelsea or any or Liverpool are way ahead, if indeed they're ahead at all of at Newcastle. All, yeah. And they're a well-coached team. Eddie Howe has done a tremendous job. Eddie Howe has done a brilliant job. Done a tremendous job. Brentford 2, Spurs 2. Spurs begin life without Harry Kane. Harry Kane gone to Bayern Munich, of course. That was... uh, We spoke about that last week. He will do well at Bayern Munich. He'll score a ball of goals. He'll win the the league. But they didn't buy him to win the league. They bought him to win the the Champions League. But we'll keep an eye on that as the winter goes on. Predictable enough draw. Uh, Entertaining Uh, game. Brentford at home will be tough for anybody. Always, yeah, yeah, always. Chelsea won, Liverpool won. Game of two halves. I thought Liverpool were the better team in the first half. Were probably disappointed not to be only 1-0 up at half-time. Could easily have been two-goal up. Very narrow VAR decision for, yeah. a, for a goal to well, be disallowed. I, I was saying to myself, I thought Chelsea were a big improvement on last year. But they had more of the possession. But I still thought Liverpool were more likely to get the winner. Because they still have a threat up front. Now they took off Salah and he wasn't happy about it. No, well, and I was surprised no. they actually took him off. But um, Chelsea are not far away from. I thought the second half Chelsea played well, Cueve, and as a Chelsea fan, compared to the debacle that there was last season at Chelsea, you, you must, you know. Yeah, well, it would have been hard to be an improvement, but yeah, it was. You know, as I said to you earlier on, it was the first Chelsea match you could actually watch for for a long while. And <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of positives. I mean, both teams, you would say. They're, they're in a transition it's, you know, there's a lot of new players come into both yeah, teams absolutely. that were trying yeah. to bear them in um, a lot of positives I thought Nicholas Jackson played really well but this, the whole new system as well I mean Bill Chinwell was was nearly more of a goal um, threat than a lot yeah, of the other players a, but, he's a, but he's a good he's a really yeah. good left sided defender left back or left wing back whichever uh, way you want but, to put it on, on Liverpool the, the same problems are still there defensively looking Bit shaky. I thought your man Kanate played well. Yeah, I think I think Kanate now is their senior centre back. I think he's better than Van Dijk at this stage. He's thrown the weight around there pretty well. Um, looked big, big, strong defender. Yeah, he'll probably be be key for him this year. But but again, it's still the same problems are there. Again, like I thought, Alexis McAllister. 
as as good of a player he is and he, he passing the ball around well the position he was playing in wasn't his his probably his preferred yeah, he, position he's, he's not a kind of a Liverpool type player mm. But he is a good player, there's no doubt about it. He is, yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Okay, the last game of the weekend then was last night's game. Manchester United won, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. United were muck. Sorry now, but that's the only way you could use to describe them. And they were blessed, blessed to win last night. Wolves kicked them off the pitch, were the better side, created the chances. Similar story to last season, struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. No way they deserved to lose the game. United, the goal was half-decent header from Varane after 76 minutes. Fernandes was brutal. Mason Mount we had to look at the t- was he even playing Mason Mount was a big disappointment yeah like Ericsson when he came on instead of him actually improved things dramatically for United Sancho improved it a little bit I talk Garnacho who I like as a player he's only a young lad I think Fernandez is a dis- despicable choice as captain all he was doing was going around shaking his head when things weren't going his way fair play to Gary O'Neill who only had three or four days in the job he had Wolves really at it but Cueve, the big talking point at the end, and we have a text in about this. Yeah, the elephant this is the text. Elephant in the room, VAR. Stonewall penalty last night for Wolves. Why was it not given? Uh, as well, the disallowed goal for Everton on Saturday when the Fulham keeper jumped on top of the Everton player and dropped the ball and keeper given a free out. What's the point in this VAR if teams are getting screwed every single week? And that's the text. Okay, <laughs> Barry, you have like I thought personally speaking, yeah. I I I would not as a United fan, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have, I would have accepted it if the penalty was given. Yeah. No, I I I wouldn't give a penalty. Now I know everyone has their own opinion, and some people would say it was a stone wall penalty, but to me, and that goalkeeper was the only thing he did wrong. Right? He was brilliant. He was the big plus point for United he last was, night. He was brilliant. He yeah. is a real terrific keeper, but he came for a ball. And he crashed into the man that was coming against him. Now, you'll see that happening in most matches every week. Goalkeepers will come out, they'll collide with lads. There's no way he went to do that, ran into that man delivery. That's my opinion. Yeah, and I I wouldn't give a penalty for like, it. Uh, you know, Cueve, I, I, yeah, and and I take that. But I, all I'm saying is that if it was given, oh yeah, it, as it was given, you couldn't have argued. And I have to say, Wolves, it was the least Wolves deserved on the night because they really yeah, really I played agree, well. Yeah. And in fairness to Gary O'Neill, he got booked at the end. But like he was so <laughs> proud of his players, and he was so disappointed to come I away. That was good. He said he thought the man was coming over to look at. He <laughs> don't come over look at the screen, over. and he came over with the yellow card. But you know, he was so proud of his players. Uh, he was. And, and and, and rightly so and um, if that's the level of performance that they're capable of because I predicted here on Saturday yeah. I, I had him maybe for the third team to go down along with Luton and Sheffield United I know we can't judge it on one on one game but they really uh, were impressive it's to maintain that form they, they really were impressive they really were impressive yeah, really impressive but um, going back on the after the, off the, the, penalty, the penalty I wouldn't often disagree with the senior analyst here but I'd have to disagree with him on this one alright uh, <laughs> I, the I, cheek like, of the young lad back. Cheek, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a good thing I'm this side of the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, Stone Ball, like, he might have been going out for the He was nowhere near the ball. And that's the thing. Like, he might have been going for it, but he was he was a good foot away from it. And if, like, I mean, you look at the, the referees. John Moss said it to O'Neill after the game. He said, apologies. We They, they called it wrong. They should have given the penalty. Um, even Gary Neville agreed that, they were go- that it should have been a penalty. Well, but, he but, would, like, he if, would. If, if, if that's <laughs> the thing, like, Burr, are you willing to accept? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I the do, young, the young lad here yeah, is the entitled cheek, to is the the cheek, cheek. <laughs> to, to cheek to diss the opinion uh, of the senior uh, analyst here on this uh, program is a scandal. But, <laughs> but see, the thing is, well, I'd look at it then and go on, if if he can do that, well then why doesn't every keeper 
every weekend go well I'm just going to throw no, myself that's at a every defender that's right. a fair point. get away as Jordan Pickford <laughs> <There's> a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they just let him off with because he's brain dead is that what you're saying is that what you're saying yeah 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 okay listen 20 to 7 we better take the uh, second and final break when we come back we'll be looking ahead of all the weekend's Premier League fixtures including a really really interesting one at the Etihad Stadium the team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer, brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome back to part three of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City right we look ahead to the games that are coming up the weekend uh, before we do the Ladies World Cup first semi-final was played today Spain got over the line uh, against Sweden didn't see it did you see any of it I saw some of it yeah but what I saw there was no goals at the time all the goals came later and uh, the, the, I have to say there wasn't an awful lot between when I was looking at it you know yeah Spain um, you know the, all the goals came in the in the second half. They actually the, the 81st minute was the first the goal. Then uh, Sweden equalised in the 88 minute, and then um, they got the winner in the 90 minute Spain. But by all accounts, I think the better team won. Did you see any of it? I didn't know, but it just kind of watch the, watch the highlights of it afterwards, and like that, like that, there wasn't many highlights up until the last 10, 12 minutes of the game when it kind of kicked off. But I suppose that's the the way this World Cup has been. All the games have been relatively tight. You know, through, especially, especially through at the, the, knockout, the knockout stages, stages yeah. Um, so Spain, but Spain have been, you know, one of the standout ones for the, for the whole way along. So we'll see who will play them. And then the fight, the other semi final tomorrow morning, eleven o'clock. The host nation, or one of the host nations, Australia, mm. against England. And like the one thing I'll say about this is that this game has been played in an 83,000 stadium in Australia. Uh, 82,500 of those 83,000 will be shouting for us. the Matildas as the Aussie girls <laughs> are alone. Like, the stadium will be trembling, you know oh, what I mean? Right, yeah. And you'd have to imagine that home advantage might be the difference in this I, game in the morning. Yeah. I fancy it might be the difference in the morning. I would imagine so. Now, look, I mean, if England gets through, fair play, but I, I just, I'd be surprised if they do. What do you think, Cueve? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Australia. said that I thought they would uh, get on well and, 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 and get through and win it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, that's, that's going to, it could be the difference maker. It's going to be a tight game, same as they all have been. But yeah. I think that, that 80,000 yeah, extra I, people I, I think I, I think that, that got the, that's been grossly underestimated. I think the fact that Australia are playing in front of such a partisan crowd, yeah. uh, you know, in their home games is a big, big advantage. Like, if you go back through the years in European Championships and World Cups, there is a reasonable percentage of them get won by the home nation, and that is a huge, Australia huge factor. Even England in 66. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a huge factor. You know what I mean. So, I I I I've a sneaky fancy for Australia, Australia and Spain in the final, and uh, neither neither. This is uh, apparently Australia. This is it's mental over there. Like it's it's. They said that the Melbourne Cup is a is the race that stops the nation. Yeah. Well, apparently the the. the, the the, uh, the what you call it the penalty shootout that the, uh, that the yeah, Aussies yeah. won against the uh, French like, that stopped the nation there was Aussie rules football matches due to be kicked off and, they, and the fans were cheering for him to st- not to hold oh, yeah. up to uh, hold up the kick off and the matches uh, and all to let the penalty shootout and what a dramatic penalty shootout it was so we're predicting we're predicting uh, Australia to beat England tomorrow in the other semi-final and Australia and Spain in the final and I, I still think the Aussies will win it and remember how close we were to getting a result off them in the very first game you know, know. so uh, you know 
plenty of to look forward to for the ladies football from the uh, Irish perspective okay the Premier League next weekend there's a game on Friday night <clears throat> Now, it's the sec. It's the first week of the league. It's the second round of fixtures. It's, it's probably a bit dramatic to call a game a relegation battle in the second week. <laughs> but Nottingham Forest at home to Sheffield United has the smell of a relegation battle already, Bear. Yeah, but I think home advantage. Forest went through it last year. You know, they had a tough fight all year, and they managed to get to hold on. And I think. You know what they learned last year will stand to them, especially in a match like this. Yeah, what do you think, Cueve? Yeah, like it's early, early today's to be saying it, but they're games that you will, they'll all have X'd on the calendar for the year. It's when you're playing the, the teams that you're that are going to be around you, you have to beat them. And if one of them can, can get a result early in the season, it'll, it'll make a big difference towards the end of it, too. Yeah, I'd be of the opinion it could be a, a draw because it'll just be they'll be feeling one another out for yeah, too long and not, not get it <laughs> now, but I think. I was thinking about referring next. <laughs> <Yeah. sorry. laughs> okay, um, do me a favour. Luton and Burnley for some reason. That's yeah, it's postponed. Now it was postponed. I think it's because the Luton the home ground is still not. Is it? They're still, not, they're still doing the. They're the still getting it, whatever they have to do yeah. to get it up to speed. Yeah, yeah. So Luton and Burnley's not on. But Fulham are playing Brentford. Two teams that really overachieved last season. Yeah. Um, I thought Fulham would struggle to repeat the heroics they got a good win against Everton the weekend Brentford started off with a good draw against Spurs and I have a feeling there's an X beside this one as well is there Bert? No no I, I, I fancy Brentford Do you fancy Brentford? Yeah now Fulham beat Everton but that's not that's not <laughs> the boost about right. yeah. and um, they, they were poor now they won the match but Everton had 11 shots or something Fulham had one or two I'm not sure but they won the match but yeah. uh, I think Brentford will be too good for them Especially Mr. Mitrovic is not Ca- there. Call, call Fulham and Brentford, Cueve? Um, yeah, I'd be kind of leaning more towards Brentford now as well because like Fulham are, are straight. Like Mitrovic is kind of, he when he came on, he was kind of all celebrating even though he'd been the whole summer giving out about wanting to go. Now he's still, still on oh, the horse. He's still orchestrating to go, you know yeah, what I mean? And, and there's a lot of players like that, the likes of Mitrovic and all. They're kissing the badge one yeah. minute and next thing they're edging to get away. They're a right shower, to be honest with you, you know what I mean? <laughs> but sure, listen, you know, and the Fulham fans will, will the, when, when, as soon as he scores his first goal of the season, the yeah, fans are so much, fickle, yeah. they'll, they'll support him. And, oh, and they'll, 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 they'll support him, yeah, absolutely. Liverpool are at home to Bournemouth. You know, Bournemouth... How did Bournemouth? What did we say? Oh, they drew, they drew with West, West Ham. Ham they drew yeah. one over West Ham. You'd imagine Liverpool first game of the season in Anfield, the cop bane for blood. Mm. Um, they will have been disappointed, I think, with their second half performance in particular last weekend, Liverpool. But they'll sh- get the job done at uh, home to Bournemouth. They seem to be too good for Bournemouth. You'd imagine, wouldn't yeah. you, Queef? Yeah, that, the quality there again. I mean, it's 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 going to be too good for them like that. It's Bournemouth aren't going to be as as strong up front as as maybe Chelsea were in the game at the weekend so yeah you'd imagine Liverpool would get over the line Wolves and Brighton you know we've we've already waxed lyrical here about Wolves and their performance last night they, they didn't get what they deserved Brighton you know very efficient against Luton scored four probably could have scored more I'd imagine Luton are going to concede a lot of goals this season um Scoring goals is Wolves' problem, and That's they've it. lost Raúl Jiménez as well. Now they've lost other players. So whilst they were very good, their approach, play, their attitude, and everything was excellent last night. Like they missed two or three really bad chances, and if they don't start scoring goals, Brighton, even though, apart from the players they've lost, there's goals in that Brighton team, and 
Wolves yeah. need to. Need, uh, Wolves yeah. are going to have to score to get but a result the, the against Brighton. The other thing is, Wolves would have been up for the game last night. Going to Old Trafford, you know. And I knew the way Gary O'Neill was talking after they had a game plan and the whole lot. Whether it'll be as uh, scientific about it this weekend, but I will say this: it, it looks like an ace. <laughs> okay, what do you think, Queef? I think there could be a, like you're saying about that Wolves couldn't find a way of putting into the net, but it still had, was a 23 shot, something like that. So yeah, I yeah. mean, there could be a bag of goals in this if, if, if yeah. hopefully, if yeah. Wolves can put it in the net. So yeah, you might probably go along the lines of a draw, or, or yeah, Brighton probably have the better players really, but. Depends, like, I mean, like that, if Wolves can find a way of putting it in the net with all those shots... The other thing about Wolves, lads, they're a big team. Mm. They're a very physical team. Don't be anyone pushing them around on you, that's for sure. No, and and, and you have to say that they were, you know, I know we're repeating ourselves, but they were were impressive last night, and there's no question about that. Now, there's an interesting concept coming up then, starting this weekend, of late-night games on a Saturday night. First of all, the half-five game is a traditional game. Um, the Manchester United fans have a road trip on Saturday evening they go down to London to play Spurs hard one to call here now because neither team was particularly impressive at the, on the first weekend uh-huh. and obviously Harry Kane is a huge loss to Spurs and it's in these games that they may really feel um, feel the loss of Harry Kane Yeah, well they're saying that whatever his name is again the manager of Spurs will depend on Keeves to tell us but on, this well, custom he, Coglu, yeah. Yeah. you're, you're here for, for the rest of this say. season Keeves you're here to pronounce all <laughs> yeah, these lads that yeah, the two yeah. old lads can't pronounce all right. the, he's, he's playing a, an attacking game and I, no, I didn't see him the other night I don't know what they were like I know they got a bit of a result but if they play an attacking game against Manchester United United are going to be in trouble yeah, I, I would certainly wouldn't back United. Now, having said all that, look, we have to look, and I know, and I get stopped on the street, you know, saying, Jiz, you're to be hard on United, you're hard on And I do be hard on United. And remember the first two games they played last season, they got whacked by Brentford and Brighton or whoever it was, and they improved. But it's just, they were so disappointing last night, Queef, and it's hard not to be critical, and it's hard to be overconfident on baiting Spurs away on Saturday as well. It's, it's, it's hard to know. Like, I mean, like Spurs, I saw a bit of it, you know, kind of watched it before the start of the Chelsea match the other day um, like just going forward they're missing him so much like Richarlison is not going to be the man you're going to be relying on to score the goals for you and then again they can't rely on Son all the time either like Emerson Royal typical Emerson Royal he can produce a, a, a fantastic game one minute and then be brutal the next minute uh, but like I would I'd be going for United because I think they'll they'll have now got it settled your man Hyland could start Probably and, and maybe Rashford be put back to maybe outplaying on that left side where he seems to prefer to play, and it might change it a bit. I yeah. really just think Spurs are going to struggle big time this season with Harry Kane being gone. Like how, how do you replace thirty goals? That's yeah, he's like it's a huge oh, hole in the yeah, Tottenham dressing room. No he's their tallies man. He's their leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has been their top scorer. You know for the last number of years their captain the captain of England huge character you know what I mean and, and you know a massive massive loss massive loss no but this is the interesting one this is by far and away the, the, the most interesting looking game 8 o'clock on a Saturday night I don't know what you think this is a big break away from tradition for English football it's regular in, in, in Spain and, and mm. France for games to kick off at this time normally uh Lads, supporters will be out on the session at eight o'clock on a Saturday night, but they're going to be in. They're going yeah. to be at soccer matches now. But this is a huge game in the SEAD, Manchester City and Newcastle. You know, 
this is a real good, interesting game now to look forward to because City are City. They've looked really impressive. They're going to be the team to beat and barring a miracle, they'll win the league again. But I've, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle are the team that run them closest this season. Mm. It'd be interesting to see how far away Newcastle are from uh, them at I the weekend. Agree, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting match. I, I'm looking forward to it because Newcastle were very composed last weekend. They were very... I, there was no time during that game that looked like they might lose it or do anything wrong. And, you know, City are that type of team anyway. So it's going to be a very interesting match and it's going to be interesting to see how close Newcastle Newcastle can get to them. Yeah, what do you think, Cueve? I, th- I think it's going to be a kind of a tactical kind of a game because Newcastle, I think, are going to be very similar to last year where they were defensively very strong, especially with the, the addition of their Tonali as well in the midfield. Um, it's, it's going to strengthen them up. I don't think it's going to be a mad exciting game it could be you know one goal either way will swing it because like that I think both managers will have them set up not wanting to lose it you're, you're going to be playing against a team who are going to be one of your big rivals for the for the season um, and I think you know like that could swing it one goal either way uh, or a draw maybe like especially you know Eddie Howe if he could get a draw there in the Etihad oh, he'd, he'd be, be he'd delighted be yeah I have to say the rather unappealing double header on for Sunday football no offence Cueve but starting at 2 o'clock and two teams that you know have to really recover from very poor opening mm. weekend performances and results Aston Villa and Everton now I, I you know Everton if Everton are going to be losing home games against the likes of Fulham it really means that they're you know that ah, yeah. you know that they're they're going to be in for a struggle. Scoring goals is a struggle. Is going to, is definitely a struggle for him. Calvert Lewin, you know, is out injured again. Was it maybe we give it Aston Villa the benefit of the doubt, and it was a bad day at the office. Uno Emery will get stuck into him, you know, and uh, maybe Villa will beat Everton on Sunday. Oh, I would agree. I I'd be shocked if Everton got anything out of that game. And I hope they do because I'd be a kind of a <laughs> that was soft spot for Everton, but. Mm. I don't know where it's going to come from. Because yeah. they're struggling so much up front to Everton at the moment. You could see the Aston Villa backline here, you know, being undisturbed a little bit on Sunday and maybe not having much to do and and and, and one nil might be enough for Villa on Sunday. Yeah, like you're saying defensively, I mean Ty- Tyrone Mings is gonna be a big, big miss from at the back, but I think Villa have, have the quality and the players that they brought in. I thought your man um, Diaby played well. I know beaten five one, but he was one of the, the best players they had. Uh, on the field against against Newcastle, I yeah I just I just think it's going to be another another loss for Everton Villa. Villa will will st- I think will be up there in those Europa League spots again this year. Um, they're they've got the bet more good players in held on to a lot of the, the good players they had from last year and yeah I think it's a it could be a handy enough win for them against Everton. Yeah, and then at half four Sunday. London Derby West Ham at home to Chelsea West Ham have left left it late to do their business you know what I mean but Ward Prowse a good sign and I was impressed with Chelsea in the second half last Sunday and I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea won away to West Ham yeah, they could they could you know now again could be a draw <laughs> but uh, I think if there's a winner It'll It'll be Chelsea. Be that's, Chelsea. A, that's a fair point. And what do you think we've I, I think been we'll, being a Chelsea yeah, fan? Yeah, well, look, I mean, you know, I think Chelsea will, will win it because, like, looking at, at the way they played against Liverpool, um, there was the, the system that, that Pochettino has got into them already looks really, really good. Again, it, it all hinges on, like, keeping Chilwell and James wrapped in cotton wool like, for as long the, as we like, can. Because it, it, it's amazing all the money they spent on strikers and midfielders. 
I know they bought Chilwell from Leicester a few years ago. Reese James is a product of their own academy, but for the, the the style of play that they want to that they want to play, those two players, even though they're they're wing backs, they're yeah. they're they're full backs in all in in all and money. All, yeah. They're vital to everything yeah. that they do. Yeah, and I think that that could make the difference against West Ham. I thought Nicholas Jackson as well, like. He was a little bit with, with wayward with some of his, his finishing, but the strength and the speed that he showed when he's not he's not going to be coming up against Canata every week. He might no. might might get a goal for himself mm-hmm. against against West Ham. And I Quickly, think then Palace at home to Arsenal Monday night. Um, you know Monday night football. I love the Monday night football. I think it's a great. You know, it never disappoints. You know what I mean? The Monday night, because there's always a great atmosphere there, and I just think that that's, you know, I, and I look forward to this because Crystal Palace at home to Leicester or at home to Arsenal. I thought Roy Hodgson stored a great bit of passion on the side. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, as he was, he stood up to that Sheffield United last fair play to him. You know what I mean? And uh, I can see Crystal Palace putting crookedness oh, on they Arsenal. Make it awkward. The Wilbur of Arsenal are going to be what they expect to be. They should win there, and I think they will. What do you think? Yeah, I'd agree. I think they'll win it all right. Hutchins will make it awkward. Like there was a thing like losing Zaha or Zaha. I thought was going to be a big, big problem for Palace. But yeah, he, like was a, he was out injured a lot last season. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're, they're after getting used to playing without him. Yeah, you know man, what I mean? Yeah. stepped up really well, and um, I can't think the other guy who scored there as well from from Lisa, Lisa, is it? Yeah, Lisa, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, but like they, they'll put it up to him. But I can Arsenal are too good. It's like a Saka Martinelli Saka Saka is a serious player you know what I mean and I think okay quickly Harry Maguire this sa- this is turning into yeah. a saga it now. Is, this is turning is. into a saga. Will he? Won't he? <laughs> will he? Won't he? I think he will eventually. Uh, it's just a, basically a fight over money and and compensate them for loss of earnings. I felt sorry for him last night. He, I thought he might gain, but they didn't. No, no, no. That's I think I think his days are numbered. It's just a case whether whether they can eventually they can eventually do a deal. You know the new Arsenal signing that uh, Timber, the Dutch guy, the defender. It looks like he's going to be out for months. De Bruyne is going to be out for months. Like these are big, big decisions. Or big um, losses for clubs, yeah. and the first game of the season is tough on players to be injured on the first game of the season. Yeah. It is. De Bruyne is becoming an injury prone. He player. is, yeah, he is, yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, and and that's a real, you know, the style of play. He's so energetic and everything on the pitch. I think that does when you get into the tur- the early thirties. It does. Uh, it does catch up. Right, as always, the hour has caught up with us. Um, We'll be back next Tuesday night. Thanks for listening. We got a number of text messages in that we didn't get around to reading. Just, so I'll apologies. Read out, for I'll read out one or two because we have about fifteen seconds. Right. Two of them in particular. If Borough was a referee, no freeze would be given. He would swallow. <laughs> he would swallow the whistle. I don't think and there's any doubt about another that. Another one uh, that came in on the back of that. I won't give his first name, uh, so it won't give it away. Uh, Henriquez. This uh, text came in from. Uh, yeah, 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 